Morning Go Pizza presents S D P P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Hey, Adam. Hey, Jesse. How many times have you used your paddleboard since you got it? <laughs> Good question. None. Uh, <laughs> I have not had a chance, but I would really like to. Point, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. For now, for now. Forty low. <laughs> you might be up now. You might be up now, but not forever. Damn, Adam. Shapovala versus Rafael Nadal. Oh, it's replaying yeah, on Sportsnet tonight. Sportsnet. That's right. That's and right. Adam's well, doing a cosplay of both of them right now. <laughs> Yo, okay. We were talking about this before the show started. I, apparently, it's a big deal that I'm wearing a headband. It's just that my hair is gigantically large and curly. You look and like I can't do anything Agassi. with it. What? You look like you look Neil like Pert. Agassi. Okay, both of those are good things. <laughs> you guys can't insult me and say you look like the best drummer of all time or you look like the best tennis player of all time who didn't even like tennis. This is good. Thank you. And by the way, my co-host Jax this morning was like, I am gay, but I would have sex with you. <laughs> wow. So, all right. well, listen, you know, I think, I think yeah. I'm doing okay with the headband count so far. Uh, you know, Adam, mm-hmm. it's a great look for you. Thank you. Thank you. I Very just, few things are a great look for me, so I am taking this one. Just why do you wear it so high and so thick? Because if I don't, my hair will stand up on end. I'm trying to actually hold it down. Like, my, like even the headphones are holding my hair down. <laughs> it's such a mess. <laughs> and oh. it's like, you know, it's, it's, this is the headband. The headband comes like this. I mean, I could wear it down like that. Uh, no. Then, look, yeah, no. See? Hold yeah, you. I like that a little better. Do you? No, you don't. No, you don't. I like the thin one better. <laughs> like a Euro soccer player. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I also, when I fold it up like that, it gives me a headache. It's weird because I have a gigantic head, as you well know. So anyway, you get better get used to seeing me in this head thing until I can get a haircut. Too Just the way it is. <laughs> you the look way like, it is. You look like a contestant on Hell's Kitchen that doesn't like cooking. I don't like cooking, uh, <laughs> so maybe yeah, that works for me. Like, like, a, like a reluctant chef, like, ah, this is my gig. They always, have, they always have some guy on Hell's Kitchen that's like, yeah, I'm just an at-home chef, and he's always out in the first week. Oh, yeah. There's always just that one guy who's like, I don't even work in a restaurant. It's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I then? know how to make toast. Yo, you should check out my mac and cheese, baby. It's delicious. You donkey. Get out of my kitchen, you donkey. Yo, fucking Gordon Ramsay won't even talk to him. The, the other chefs just vote him out. He doesn't even get a conversation. He doesn't even get to be insulted by the great Gordon Ramsay. By the way, Hell's Kitchen, underrated show. Yeah. That, that guy is Ramsay. like the first 10 Bachelor contestants that go home in the first half an hour of the, of the newest mm. season. Because they start off with 30 people, and then they come yeah. down to 20 by the time the first hour's done. Like, that guy's just in there to get cut, right? Yeah, I think so. It's never so. good when they introduce everyone individually and then you go inside the house and you're like, I don't recognize that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't recognize that person I saw six minutes ago. <laughs> I also think I also think they, at least in Hell's Kitchen's case, they, they want to make it seem like if you're an at-home chef, like you're just a, you cook for your family, that it's, yeah, you, I mean, you could apply to be on this show too. You might even win. Like, you know, they want it, at least one, one guy, just Joe Cook. Who's like, I can do this, and they can't. They, <laughs> just, they absolutely can't. You not, if, until you have cooked on the line, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. To like, give everyone don't. a reference, like, okay, here's a really good at-home cook, and here's them going up against actual cooks. It's yeah. like taking the best beer leaguer and putting them in the NHL and just seeing if anyone notices. You'll notice. 
Yeah. Well, what was the bar down video we were talking about? Uh, where oh, one guy's like, I could ahead. at least be a 50 in NHL. And then he goes up against the guy who's actually 50, like rated a 50 in the NHL, and he just gets killed. Like, what was that? Yeah, they brought one of the lowest, I think it was the lowest player rated in NHL. And they brought him to uh, just a random arena. And they're like, hey, okay, this guy's a 49 in the game. This okay. is what he's like in real life. And he was unbelievable. He's the best hockey player you'd ever see in person. Oh, yeah. In a professional hockey game. <laughs> and because, but because he's a professional hockey player. Yeah. You don't realize that in the game, he sucks in comparison to Sidney Crosby. But in real life, compared to Joe Schmo, he's the greatest guy you've ever seen. I, I, was, I was tweeting about an error from my youth. So uh, the Toronto Marlies approached me with a press pass. They offered me a press pass in my, my first or second year of doing YouTube videos. It was a crazy idea because they don't know. I might be a lunatic and go in there and ask all the players for autographs and all, all kinds well, of crap. All of that is true. It and all that advice. ended up being true. Lunatic and would have asked for all their autographs. Look at all the pictures behind you. Absolutely. Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> Pay no attention to the wall behind. What are you talking about? <laughs> they were right. <laughs> I, did, I have Don't let them in. <laughs> all right. Who do I? Uh, maybe. Anyway, listen. Um, so I got to uh, Ryan Holwig. Remember Ryan Holwig? Yeah, of Leafs, course. Leafs yeah, enforcer. Yeah. yeah. So he Terrible had a two player. He was an enforcer, Jesse. He was an enforcer. Well, That's how this works. He, he was rugged, and he played with his fists. Um, and he had a two-goal game down in the minors. And I asked him a, what I didn't realize at the time but know now was a very patronizing question, which is basically, hey, where'd that come from? And he very politely uh, remind, reminded me, uh, I had a 30-goal season in junior. So Ryan Holwig, who you referred to as a terrible player, and maybe by NHL standards he was, would destroy the best player and the best team you've ever been on the ice with. Right. And I tweeted that, and so many people were like, actually, no. <laughs> no, I played with blah, 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 blah. And it's just not true. It's just not true. You can tweet it into the internet. You can put anything into the internet. It's simply not true. Paul Bissonette went to England to play, or he went to the EIHL. I'm not sure if he actually played in England. During the 2013 lockout and had 19 points in 10 games. Yeah. That guy yeah. scored like eight NHL goals and half of them were with his ass. Yeah, I think he's made more money doing what he's doing now than he ever did in the NHL. Uh, ask him. I would think he has. I bet, I bet you're right. I would and he's probably made more in the last calendar year like, than he did. Like Twitter is the best it, I, I I don't know if anybody's ever had a second career based off of cuz initially his biz nasty Twitter account was the thing it was like wow it's an NHL t player actually speaking like a normal like a person um not like a robot and I remember like everybody's like well you got to follow this guys and he would like make if you were new to Twitter it would be like follow Ashton Kutcher follow Oprah follow Anderson Cooper CNN Biz Nasty 2.0. And they're like, you might not know much about hockey, but you need to know Paul Bissonette. Like, it was one of those – he was one of those first, like, early adopters. And I, I think, like, that guy, man, I, it's pretty amazing what he's been able to do with a second career. I just – you know, like, it's, it's pretty cool that he's been able to turn that into something. I love when he's what I call polished Paul. But uh -oh. so When he's yeah. working for the NHL, Paul? Well, so – like, wait, like when he like, was on Tim and Sid a few months ago, and he's like, in the well, well, I think they're special. doing great. <laughs> well, or actually, to sit down, yeah. tonight on Sportsnet, 7, 7 p.m. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, what is it? 7 p.m. Eastern. 
4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're going to do the Sportsnet NHL 20 Bracket Challenge. Um, and it's basically all these people playing NHL 20 versus against each other. And the hosts are Sean McKenzie and Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. Hmm. Uh, I think you'll like it. I get to take on Alex Debrinket of the Chicago Blackhawks. That's going to be tonight. Did wow. you play a couple games? Did you win? I, I played a game and I'm not allowed to tell you, but it's airing tonight. Uh, uh, and 30 seconds in, you will see Paul Bissonette call me a jock sniffer. To my face. Nice. That's good. Yeah. That's not yeah. polished Paul, I'm assuming. No, it's well he he's he acts like polished Paul and but then it's a very thin veil. And every right. now and then he just peeks behind it and he just he can't help it. Um there's something that's bothering me about the wall behind you, Steve, and I have to bring it up. I know we, I know you guys don't want to hear about the like the sabers and all that stuff. I nah, we're going to talk about. That. No one wants to hear about. Yeah, let's go ahead. talk about your YouTube plaque. Well, that's that's what's bothering me, Jesse. Oh, okay. What do you see about Steve's other setup that you don't see with the YouTube plaque? Huh? Steve's what, other what setup, like the, the rest of the things that are hanging there. Yeah. There's things hanging on the wall behind Steve. Yeah. The, it's and all then there's hockey this, stuff. Okay. He has he has the figurines. So for mm-hmm. anybody listening as well. Yeah, yeah. Explain. So Steve's sitting in his blue room where he shoots all his LFRs. Behind him are a whole bunch of hockey figurines in their original packaging, and next to the figurines are pictures of Steve with the athlete in the the little doll. Cool concept, I think. So yeah, it's neat. The only thing that stands out is on the wall. There's also a YouTube plaque. Right amongst all of this hockey stuff. So, Adam, what, what stands out to you about that? Well, does it not bother you that he doesn't have a picture of him with his YouTube plaque hanging above his YouTube plaque? <laughs> I mean, should I, that not follow? That'll be if, if this, then that? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if X equals Steve with the picture with everything hanging on the wall, should Y not also equal that the same? It I could sense. reposition it. Okay, the problem is I no, have to I put think, two holes in the wall for that day. No, I think what we need is Look. you need to take a picture with your your plaque, yeah. and then you need to – yeah, I mean, you need to fill those holes, patch that up, and get a picture up there with you and the plaque, and then the plaque underneath it. Mm-hmm. Or That's a what picture needs with your YouTube channel, like you holding up your, uh, your laptop, laptop. <laughs> channel on it, and then it's you taking a picture with your channel. No, and it's got to be the plaque, plaque, though, because the plaque <laughs> represents the accomplishment. If he – there's no, there's like, well, I guess maybe the channel works. Yeah, yeah maybe the, the channel's also. Yeah, I just got the plaque for. I just love the idea of him shaking hands with his plaque. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get one of those multi-picture things from Walmart for like yeah. four dollars and then, gather, yeah. live, laugh, love. Yeah, for sure. Little paw prints. I'm telling you, little paw prints. Honestly, uh, the whole Dangle Navy knows what I'm talking about. If you're watching this right now, you know that I'm right, and you know that he's got to correct this because it's it's just singular on its own. It's weird. Where There's so much uniformity to everything else. Oh, it's it's you don't have a problem with it. No, it's problem great. with the lack of picture with it. Yeah. It needs the picture. You need to have a picture with it. That is the theme of the room. Picture, then play tall. Play tall. Thing. Play doll. How many Boy. subscribers did you get to get the plaque? A hundred thousand. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not bad. That's yeah, not too bad. Shut up! Uh, I thought I was like, oh, you did something like cool. But... Yeah. Wow! 
funny. I have like the population of Oshawa subscribed to me, but no. That's basically a participation ribbon, you know? Yeah, well, it's cool. There, you know what? There are children with more YouTube subscribers. Well, there's there many children. They are <laughs> way more. <laughs> Steve, yeah. if you started unboxing those those toys, you would actually bump your subscribers, honestly. Yeah, and all the comments would just be like guys my age and older going, no! <laughs> it destroys what? the value! It destroys the value! You gotta go to a flea market and get another one! For 30 bucks! Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Most of them are less than 30 bucks out of my day. Well, that's good. Because they're Not made James for about Reimer. three cents. So. The variants <laughs> cost more. I saw, you'd be very proud of me. Mm. My Curtis Joseph one that is just, it's behind the computer here. It's an NHLPA one. I only have two figures that are NHLPA. We got Eric Lindros behind me and Curtis Joseph. The Curtis Joseph Leafs variant was $300. Ooh. And I did not buy it. You should did be very proud to? of me. You need to shame me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to. Oh, I wanted to. Oh, but I didn't. God. I didn't do it. Thank you. I'm glad. Well, this was the kayak. <laughs> Curtis Joseph was the kayak. Sell the kayak and buy a Curtis Joseph thing. I could, yeah, I could have only got one and a half Curtis Joseph variants for the kayak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. And the paddle. Maybe the life jacket. It's got to be a package deal. (laughs) This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like, I care about my viewers. I've I've been switching up what figure goes where mm -hmm. just to, you know, just fresh. Oh, yeah. That was Phil Esposito the other day. You don't remember that, do you? No, no, it's Bobby Clark. I can't tell. Who knows what it'll be next week? I I don't think anybody can really tell. No, it's pretty They can. (laughs) They can. Deep down, they can. I dare you. I I have way too many Montreal guys. I got to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, Throw them in the You do. You do. Well, wow. (laughs) I'm just glad we had this conversation. (laughs) I bet bet you are. Take a damn picture with that plaque and get this thing right, okay? Even if it's side by side. Hey, Adam, that's, that's Brian Gianta with the Montreal Canadiens. Who oh, else did what? Brian Gianta play, play for? Uh, New Jersey. Damn it, Adam. What? There's another know? team. Uh, Minnesota? What? No, Adam! How do you know every team? The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, did he play with the Sabres? Okay. Uh, <laughs> did he play with the Sabres? <laughs> oh, you wanted to segue. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now, did he play with the Sabres? 10 years ago? Because that was the last time they were good. Ooh, I'm pretty sure Brian Gianta was a playoff saber. We're, oh, you look wow. at Adam. Look at you, lightning fast, you. No, no, no. I was just adjusting my camera angle. The, the oh, thing well, is, in that case, I'll look it up. Here's the thing. We, we Leaf fans have nothing to laugh at here. For we no. were also fans of the worst NHL team for a very, very, very long time. Uh, the Sabres have not made the NHL playoffs in nine straight seasons. And you know they're not going to make it again next year. No, Brian so, Gianta was gonna be very, a full decade. He was very not on the playoff Sabres. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a decade. And, and you know, unless there's, like, drastic change, like, really drastic change. And the first thing they need to figure out is goaltending. Mm-hmm. And they better hope they can, they can get their hands on a guy like Matt Murray, who, by the way, we need to talk about a little bit later in the show because there were some drums Ooh, on Pittsburgh. I saw. Twitter. Oh, my God. Uh, but yesterday – uh, even you can even 31 thoughts kind of kicks off with it. It's hilarious. I, go, uh, I just got a text. Elliot Friedman with his, you know, Santa Claus beard now. And that is, I, okay. What's, what's better? Gary Bettman saying we have a trade to announce 
or Elliot Friedman mumbling. I just got a text. That's that's better. You know why? Because he would, say, would not say it. Elliot wouldn't say it unless it was a good one. You know, Gary Bettman's like, well, it's a fifth round for a fifth round. Like, you know, he has to say what he has to say. Whereas, whereas Elliot's like, oh no, this is actual news, and I entertainment value matters to me. No one's booing so, Fridge. No, that's true too. So. Uh, with regards to what happened yesterday, it seems as though the Pagulas have trimmed, I think it was, was it 30 people? It was a wild amount of people. Right, right down to the yeah. IT guy. And obviously, you know, because of COVID, there's probably some business concerns here as well. But when you're worth billions of dollars, you know, a forty dollars or $50,000 salary probably is not going to make or break whatever it is you have going on. The thing here is that it seems as though they have lost trust in the, I don't want to call it hockey culture, but the hockey recommendation culture. There seems to be within hockey, as we've talked about before, you know, 40 guys who could be GMs and they switch spaces. And, and you know, it's sort of like, uh, what's that game you play with the chairs and you, they take away a chair every time and then you... Musical chairs. Musical chairs. It's Thrones. sort of like that. What's that? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. And unfortunately, it seems as though the Pagulas... Uh, felt as though there were some huge differences between them and Jason Botterill. Now, a few weeks ago, they were saying, yeah, he'll be back. And even Elliot said on the, uh, on the, on the podcast uh, for 31 Thoughts, he said, yeah, I thought he'd get at least another year. Um, but if you read Buffalo Sabres fans' replies to what happened yesterday, they're like, great, good, see you later. Mm-hmm. Kevin Adams, former Leaf, former Sabre, worked for the Bagulas for 10 years, first-round draft pick, Stanley Cup winner, I believe, with Carolina. Yes. Uh, Kevin Adams is now the general manager. Now, he was a business guy before this. He was the on the business side of things for Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Uh, but he did go on a trip last – or this, this season, this current season that's suspended right now um, – on like a road trip with them, which is odd for the business side. They don't normally do that. Um, what it seems to come down to, at least from what I can surmise, from what Elliot said and what I've read, and, and all the Buffalo writers, of course, are all over this and they're doing a pretty great, great job because nobody seems to be able to put their finger on it. But the best thing that, or the, the thing that seems to stick out to me is a trust thing. The owners do not trust that other people around the league are feeding them the right people, meaning, when they call around the league and they'll, hey, you've worked with Joe Smith, not Joe Smith from Tampa Bay. I'm just talking about actual, like a, you know, generic name. Joe Smith. Hey, you work with Joe Smith. Do you like him? Yeah, he's great. No, he's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man, it's great. That normally passed before. Now they're saying, well, no, no, no. That's not what we need. And I find it really interesting that they've gone with now two summers in a row. Ralph Kruger, who has some hockey experience, but was a soccer coach until they and hired ha- him. And has the blessing of the team and, most importantly, Jack Eichel. Yes. The team, the players love him. Yep. And then they go with Kevin Adams, who, yes, was a player and for a while played a lot of games. But, and a coach. And a coach. But, like, you know, not necessarily – GM at the NHL level is a little different, right? So what, I, what it says to me is that they don't trust hockey circles. They wanted to go outside the hockey circles. That was clear. And – that can either be a great thing or a terrible thing. I mean, in the last few years, if you look at who they've hired from uh, their coaches to their players, you know, Darcy Regeer was there when, they, when the Pagoulas took over. And then, you know, they had Tim Murray in there for a bit. They had Dan Bilesma as a coach, you know, former, you know, Stanley Cup winner and coach of Sidney Crosby and tried to get Mike Babcock and tried to do all these things. It seems as though they have lost faith with 
something that we've identified at least as a bit of a problem in hockey, which is hockey people only hiring hockey people. And a lot of people are going, well, the Sabres are crazy right now. And maybe they are. But at least for now, I mean, Kevin Adams still played like 10 years in the NHL. It's not that far outside of hockey that they're reaching. But at least they're going outside of the traditional circles. I, 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 maybe they went about it the wrong way. I don't know how the, the, the bloodletting ta- you know, took place. I don't know, you know if, if it was done properly or if it was done cruelly or, or callously. But from just the general manager's pr- position and just a mindset position, to me, this seems like a positive as in we are going to think differently now. And Elliot Friedman compared it to when Dave Nonis and – all the merry Everybody. men were fired at the yeah. same time with the Leafs. It's the same sort. It was that big. And, he, and, and Elliot said, this is bigger. So we're talking about a full fundamental shift, which you could say Buffalo absolutely needs. They haven't performed in a decade. See, Adam, it, it's very interesting because you said Elliot said it was bigger. His choice of words I thought was very interesting because he didn't say bigger. He said worse. Worse. Mm-hmm. Which well, it is I, I thought was very interesting. On the line, right? Yeah, and it's unfortunate. Like, I, I did not celebrate when the Leafs fired 18 scouts, I think it no. was, in the same day. But I celebrated the incredible need for culture change in the Leafs organization, which that huge day brought. I want to say it was the FNUF trade. Uh, and then very shortly after, it was Dave Poulin. It was Dave Nonis. It was 18 scouts. It was a bajillion people. Well, I think Nonis was let go first, and then it was the scouting department. And then in August, Lozelle and Poulin were let go. Oh, was, was that it? Okay. And yeah, because I remember Darren Drager being like, I can't believe that they would let those guys go with like oh, only a few weeks left to, before the season starts. Like, it's, you know, that's what he tweeted <laughs> he that. that like, it's a, it's a jerk move. Yeah. Now yeah, he works yeah. with them. He basically yeah. claimed it was a jerk move that the Leafs let them go that late so they couldn't find another gig. Now they're on the same panel. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I mean, they were probably friends before. In regards to the Sabres, I'm just, I'm happy when I see someone gain information and then make a decision on that information. Because it seemed like three weeks ago, they had a certain mindset about Bottero and then they understood where it's going to go in the future and then made a decision based on that. So everything that's been happening up until this point hasn't been working. And now that they know where it was going to go in the future with Botterill and his staff and everything within the organization, they pivoted against that. And I don't know how you can hate that because what was happening and what they saw coming wasn't going to work because it hasn't been working. So yeah. credit to them for making a decision. It's I, I would love to know what Sabres fans end up thinking about this show because I think they'll lose their mind a little bit at the optimism that we're showing because right now there's just none. There's just none in the fan base. And rightly so. And, and rightly so. And they have no faith in ownership. And they shouldn't. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to try to look at this objectively. We, you know, we don't have the same emotion uh, as a Sabres fan. You know, Leaf, Leaf stuff. Literally I mean, zero. Literally yeah. zero. I, yeah. But. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> but like, so what the, the recurring theme of the 31 Thoughts podcast, and again, as soon as you're done with this one, you have to listen to that if you haven't already. Um, the recurring theme was the Pagulas are going to be very hands-on. And Elliot Friedman brought up the very good point. Teams are worth way more than they were a few years ago. Of course, ownerships are going to be more involved, but the Pagulas have always been more involved. I just looked it up. Uh, Terry Pagula uh, took over the company that controlled the Buffalo Sabres in February of 2011. The Buffalo Sabres have not made the playoffs 
since Terry Pagula took over the Buffalo Sabres and the year in which Terry Pagula took over the Buffalo Sabres is their best year so far Mm -hmm. in his tenure. They won 39 games in the 2011-12 season. And since then, they had 21. That's obviously different because they had 48 points in 48 games. That was a... uh, it was a lockout shortened season. Then 21, 23, 35. Look at you go. 33, 25, 33, 30. And granted, that was in 60 games. And if they win two more games, they're in this playoff thing that, you know, and who knows what that, what that changes. But it's just interesting that the Pagulas are going to have more involvement because if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, you're like, no, because the Pagulas are only associated with failure. And, and, and to that point, to that point, that, this can go one of two ways. You know, I, I understand if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan and you're saying, oh, God, like, great, we got to change the mentality. That sounds fantastic, but it's the same people making the decisions, which is an issue. Uh, I can understand you being a little bit worried, and you, I, I would be like, yeah, you better show me, man, because, like, otherwise you guys are just full of it. And I think you're absolutely right to think that. They haven't shown you anything with the Sabres or the Bills that would lead you to believe, wow, these guys know how to build championship caliber stuff. They just don't. But but on the other side of that is maybe for a while, like I got to be honest with you, you own an NFL and an NHL team. If I owned an NHL, if I owned the Leafs and I also owned the Pittsburgh Steelers, my focus is going to be mostly on the Steelers. And I'm sorry, but the Steelers are far more profitable. (laughs) They make way more money. So if you're if you own if you're talking about an asset base uh, in sports, you're going to focus more of your attention on the thing that makes you more money. That's just the reality. Now maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't more profitable than the Leafs, small market versus big market team. Whatever. Don't don't debate me on that. You know what I'm talking about. The point I'm trying to make here is that it's possible that they thought, okay, we'll focus on the Bills. We're going to focus a lot of our resources and our time and our efforts on the Bills. Let's get them back into the playoffs. Uh, let's get that stadium rocking again. We've got great fans here. Let's go. And you saw what it was like when they finally broke that playoff streak. Unbelievable in Buffalo. Bills Mafia went absolutely insane. They broke so many tables. It was great. But, but with the Sabres, they were probably like, let's leave the hockey to the hockey people. And a lot of owners will do that. And a lot of people say, we've talked about that. Leave the hockey to the hockey people. You look at Eugene Melnick getting involved in things. Now, he doesn't seem to be able to make a good decision in his own life at, right, at this point, right? So, you know, he, maybe he's a bad example. But there's example after example after example of ownership being too involved and not letting the people they hired do the job they were hired to do. Well, the, second, seems- the second Melnick disappeared behind the scenes, though, you see how the Sens stock went up? Yeah. I don't well, know. I don't mean their actual stock. They, they've done a great job and they've rebuilt properly. That's right. Um, with the with the Sabers, it seems as though they've lost trust that they can, and and I don't know if that they ever took a backseat, but that they can be at arm's length with the Sabers. It right. seems like they were they were hoping that they could find a great manager for their bar, and they couldn't, and they've not been able to find a great manager for their bar. So they got to take over and get and get their hands dirty for a bit. And, and reinvent this culture of, you know, Sabres management. And, and the other side of it, too, is they've got what should be. I mean, they've got, first off, their top five market in terms of uh, local hockey ratings. So they should make good money off of that team. If they were winning, they would. Um, you know that they will sell out that arena every day. Yep. If, if you squeak into the playoffs and, and it's the Buffalo Sabres, that arena is sold out. 
sold out. And they need two or three playoff games at home, and they've exploded their budget. It's amazing. Especially Leaf games. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Jack Eichel should be a top five star in the league. Should be a top five star in the league. Now, Jack is not necessarily the most charismatic person, but neither are the rest of the stars in this, in this league anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It's about the play. Uh, Connor McDavid's not, you know, he's not razzle-dazzle kind of guy. Still a big star. Sidney Crosby, pretty understated guy. Big star. They're all unreal on the ice. Yeah. There's nothing to me that is holding back Jack Eichel from being a star, winning trophies, winning scoring championships, things like that. Because Jack can do all that stuff other than the team that he plays for. And I think if Jack Eichel, imagine Jack Eichel ended up, who were the other teams that drafted that year? Like in, it was, it was like Edmonton, high? Edmonton, Edmonton, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, uh, Arizona, Arizona was up there, wasn't they? Strom, and then the Leafs got Leafs. Marner. Yeah. And then did the, can't remember who went fifth. I got it here. There you go. It's uh, Edmonton, Buffalo, Arizona, Toronto, Carolina, New Jersey, Philly. Hmm. Well, Carolina awesome. got Lindholm, right? Uh, Carolina got Hannafin. Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have had a Zaka went to the Devils. Right. Evan Provorov, Philly. People are still trying to sell me on Pavel Zaka. No. I don't get it. Stop trying to make Pavel Zaka happen. No, it's not if happening. You're a, if you're a Sabres fan, I think if you compare it to the Bills like you were doing, Adam, you should have faith in the Pagoulas because when they decided to fire Rex Ryan in, what was it, summer of 2016, they bring in Sean McDermott. Next year, they make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then they bring over Josh Allen. He turns into success, and having their hand in the team seemed to turn around. Now they made the playoffs last two or three years, mm-hmm. heartbreaking wild card loss this past season, but they're still in it. Mm-hmm. And then now that they've seemed to be focusing on the Sabres, maybe it'll be the same thing. Maybe now that they've decided to make that de- tough decision and get rid of everybody and have their hand in this, maybe it's going to be the same result where you have this reinvigorated fan base and who will actually believe in the team like they had with the, with the uh, Bills. Yeah, yeah. And you better hope – I agree with you, Jesse, 100%. You better hope you get two things figured out. Number one, who is going to be your starting goaltender next season? you got to figure that out. Yep. Number two, is Rasmus Ristolainen – Part of the core or not. There are people that love him. There are people that can't stand the way he plays. But if you continue to dangle this guy back and forth, it's terrible for the team. So make a choice. Because we heard a couple weeks ago, oh, he's part of the core. So I'd be interested to see what Kevin Adams thinks. Rasmus Ristolainen is a bigger piece to this than a lot of people think. And I think if they do decide to trade him, that's a kind of guy that I could see a team like Pittsburgh maybe wanting. You know, there's another offensive defenseman who makes four or five million bucks and if Pittsburgh is going to hang on to Tristan Jari, um, that's a guy who's a puck-moving defenseman who would do really well in a high-flying offensive situation, which Buffalo just flat-out does not have. So you got to be a little worried, though, because Kim Pagula was very quick to say, this is not a rebuild. Um, I can't remember the words she exactly used. But Jeff Merrick brought up a, a couple ter- terrifying names if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. Like, oh, is this going to be go out and get Vili Leno? Again, right. is this going to be go out and get Christian Erhoff? I love bringing up this stat. The Buffalo Sabres, I've never seen this before, had the highest paid player in the league in two consecutive years, and it was two different guys. They, they paid Tyler Myers. Like, I'm, I'm not talking cap hit. I'm talking just cash. Money. They had Tyler Myers making $12 bucks. The next year, they had Christian Erhoff making 10 They were spending 
dough. So they have this goalie of the future. I forget their name. Starts with an L. Shoot. But Robin are they later? No, was it? Oh my god! <laughs> they had him. Like, are they going to? You're not going to get rid of young assets just to just to do this, are you? Just to squeak into the playoffs, are you? You can't. But and again, we're 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 caught in this weird wait and see mode where no one trusts their ownership, but they clearly had to do something. Jack Eichel had 78 points. Whoever was second in scoring, I can't remember, had 50. Third was 42. And I believe it was Victor Olsen, who's a rookie, who missed like 10 games. They need help everywhere. Everywhere. And the, the, one, the one thing uh, with the scouting, whatever they were doing was not working. Beyond their slam dunks, they're well, Darlene and 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 Eichel, right? Like ones that yeah. you can't fucking miss. If you miss your your the Senators drafting Alexander Dag, like yeah. it's Darlene first overall, easiest pick you'll ever make. Uh, twenty seventeen draft, Casey Middlestad, one hundred and fourteen games, thirty nine points. It hasn't worked yet. Twenty sixteen, Alex Nylander, they've already traded him. Rasmus Asplund, three points in twenty nine games, Oof. and Brandon Hagel. I've never even heard of him. in Asplund. You, I bet you, you could, Jesse. Yeah. Um, the, Jack Eichel in 2015, slam dunk, second overall pick. You don't pick him, you're stupid. Their second pick that draft was Brendan Gooley, who they gave away to the Ducks so they could get Brandon Montour. Uh, Will Borgen played four games. Don't even know who that is. 2014, Sam Reinhart with the second overall pick. 400 games, 255 points. That's good. Not as good as Dreisaitl. Uh, Brendan Lemieux, not on the team anymore, and also not really all that great. Jonas Johansson, he's a goalie that's a little different. They take longer. And Victor Olofsson, there's their one late gem, and it took until this year. It took six years. 2015, oh, even that draft, Ristolainen, Zadorov, who's not even that good or there anymore. JT Comfer. I mean, at least Zadorov's an NHL player, but but – let me throw this at you just too. like if while Steve is going through this, keep in mind that they got rid of the majority of their amateur scouting staff and they're talking. This is interesting. Okay. There was a hint of this in 31 thoughts. Do they go to video scouting? So that was, that was a really interesting thing because I thought they had already tried that. Hadn't okay, they? So I don't know. I, Hadn't they fired a bunch of guys and then gone to video scouting and then said, oh, no, that doesn't work, and then they so hired a bunch? What does that mean? That means that you get sent the tapes of players and you watch the tapes, and then that's how you scout. So no one goes to the games. That's right. It's a cost-saving measure. Yeah, I mean, I assume there's, like, you know, you, you're Buffalo. You probably scout the OHL because it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably have a few pro guys here, there, and everywhere. But for the most part, you're doing video scouting. Yeah, is and it's cost a- saving the right route to go right now. Well, they 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 seem to want to run a leaner team, and and usually what happens is is in in failing organizations, the first thing you want to get rid of is is bloating, just act extra bodies, and and it's almost like office space. So, like, what exactly do you do here? And and then what you do is you rebuild. But Elliot was saying, listen, they cut so many people, they're going to have to bring somebody in. I mean, you could do video scouting for this draft, maybe, or you just have the notes that the scouts left behind. But do you, if you just fired your entire amateur scouting staff before the draft even happens, 
can you trust what they wrote? Can you, can you vote or can, can, can you draft the way that they would have wanted you to draft? Like where that's, there's a lot to figure out here. And I wonder if they're looking at this and going, okay, well, we may have to video scout it anyway because of COVID for the next year and a half because we don't know, right? It's possible. Beyond that, whatever it was that they were doing couldn't possibly be worse. Right. They're, they've already failed. It's already a capital F failure. There. Yeah. Man. So can you find a couple geniuses who can do it on the video? I don't know. You might be better off um, employing Sham Sharon. Oh, the potato. It's still one of my favorite <laughs> things. So they came up, obviously Cam Sharon uh, works for the Toronto Maple Leafs now, but someone, I don't remember who it was, maybe Dmitry Filipovich, um, made a, basically just a, what, who would have drafted better? The Vancouver Canucks over a certain period of time or simply picking the next highest scoring major junior player? And the next highest scoring major junior player, which was an algorithm called Sham Sharon, killed the Canucks. Killed them. And I'm just looking, I'm just looking at the Sabres track record. Other than Victor Olofsson, I'm struggling to find a, a hit, like a real hit beyond the second round. Like even Mikhail Grigorenko, that's a flop. Zengbus Gergensens, there's one good season and a flop. Jake McCabe, that's a that's nah, not much. Linus no. Olmark was their sixth. Okay, you got some value out of that. Uh, Joel Armia was their first rounder in 2011. Mm-hmm. Mark Pissick was their first rounder in 2010. In 2009, you got Cassian 13th overall. Braden McNabb, Marcus Foligno. They've played a ton of games, but we're looking for stardom. Start or second line guy. Well, Tyler I think Myers they, was their last, they, like, I don't know. And don't they know. tried to sign some of that. Matt Molson, Kyle Ocposo, uh Well, you mentioned Christian Erhoff, Billy, uh, Billy Leno, like things like that, to, deals like that over the last 10 years that have all gone south for various different reasons, injuries and, and, and everything else. It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. It seems like they've tried to make up for it free agent signing-wise and they just haven't been able to do it. You know what theme I'm noticing, Adam, is all their hits beyond the second round uh, don't play for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, never played for them, really. Like, they got Paul Byron in the sixth round. He played eight games for them <laughs> and then went on to have a career with the Flames and Abs. How much of this comes down to goaltending, though? Because when was the last time the Sabres had a really star starting goaltender? Because Robin Miller. Miller wasn't it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Miller. Miller, yeah. And that was the last time they were good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. So maybe if they could just find a goalie, so many of these problems would be solved. Oh, I would. But they have to score. I don't think their defense would be that bad, but I think they got to score. And I think Steve said it properly right there. Like, I mean, if, if they had had the right culture and the right goaltender a couple of years ago when they still had Ryan O'Reilly and Evander Kane, we're having a different conversation. But they could not. And I, I think that was Robin Lanners the year before he went and worked on himself. And then he came back and just had a, an amazing year with the Islanders. Um, and I, I wonder about that team. Like, the, what did they get? You know what I mean? They traded Evander Kane, and then they traded Ryan O'Reilly. And, I, like, the name that comes to mind in the O'Reilly trade is Tage Thompson. And is he an oh. NHL player? You know, like, it, the, it's just – The common – sorry, Adam. The, no, no, go, go, go. The common denominator is the Buffalo Sabres. This guy doesn't work here. He goes somewhere else. He's he right. Works. 
And, you know, for Robin Leonard, it was he had to get his head right. And for uh, Ryan O'Reilly, it was he lost his love of hockey and then immediately went on to win the Stanley Cup and Conn Smythe. And for Evander Kane, he went on to get uh, uh, seven times seven or whatever his contract was, and he's a 30-goal scorer all over again. He's the best player on the Sharks right now. <laughs> yes, and Robin Leonard was a Vesna nominee. Like, Patrick Berglund left the NHL. Yeah, like, rather than play. At some point, the common denominator is the Buffalo Sabres organization. And I, if I was a Sabres fan, I absolutely would not trust the Pagulas to figure this out. But Scorched Earth might be the way to go here. And I'm not talking about the roster. I'm talking about behind the scenes. Because the roster, you can't go Scorched Earth. It already is. There's no value. There's no value there. But they better start. They got to start with goaltending. They have to. Yeah. You, you, you don't build anything there without a good goalie. And I think you got to bring in a goalie. Like I, I keep saying Matt Murray. If you can get your hands on Matt Murray, uh, you, pay, you spay, spend what you have to spend. Yeah, because that's a guy. Like, that's a guy. That's a game changer. Tom Cup winner, man. Yeah. yeah. Even, you know, I'm looking at Linus Olmark's season. He wasn't bad. He was a 9-15 in 34 games. But Carter Hutton, my God. Mm-hmm. Eight nine eight and thirty one games. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. On, you were uh, right, by the way. Somebody you said somebody's going to overpay for Carter Hutton. <laughs> well, and and they said on thirty one thoughts he got eye surgery. Ooh, uh, yeah. which you I can hit imagine eye. would be. I don't know. I think I it mean to fix his vision. Yeah, sometimes yeah. eyes just get shitty. Yeah, it's true. So maybe he's fixing his shitty eyes. I mean, it's it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. You no one ever said no one ever thinks about you know uh, out two months with LASIK. <laughs> you, you know you you never hear well, you're that. Only, but if you're doing LASIK, it's like it's like three days. It's it's not much. It's like uh, a weekend. My, yeah, yeah like a Thursday uh, and be good by Monday. My mom and dad separately got it done, and they've both said. I mean, they've both never worn glasses again. They both said it's amazing. Headaches are gone, and you know, like it's. They said it was just incredible. I've never heard a bad review of it. Yeah, but a friend was trying to talk me into it and describe the procedure, and I'll never do it. What? Dude, that's ridiculous. If I the second my eyes go, I'm getting LASIK. Like she said, you smell your eyes. I don't want to smell my eyes. Jesus, see these teeth? Yeah, what about fake? You know what I smelled when they ground them down? Dusty teeth. Guess what? (laughs) I like my teeth now. I've had them for 15 years. They're amazing. Do you have little nubs underneath? I do. Can I we do. See them? No, you can't pop these off. Like it, unless you get like, <laughs> unless what happens like when you're biting tape or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I had bad teeth, man. I had misformed yellow bad teeth. So all right, you know. I have uh, I have terrible eyes, and I've thought about getting like get it. Like I've worn contacts since I was 14. Oh, because I'm lit- If I if I'm not wearing my glasses or contact lenses, I'm literally blind. I can't see far or near, and it's just a disaster. I, you I may know- as well. Yeah. You may as well just do it. I'm not responsible enough for contacts, uh, and I'm starting to need them. So I may have to do it and just smell my eyes. I don't know. Uh, I'm over here with my perfect eyesight. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Pinpoint perfect eyesight. Listen. All right. <laughs> and my headband. <laughs> I was about to say, you can keep your glasses in your headband. <laughs> can you see where your paddleboard is? So you can oh, yeah, it's just over there in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. 
from the top rope, Jesse. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I hire you. With, with, when it comes to the Sabres, they will be a fascinating story uh, because, you know, I have more faith in them to turn it around than I had in the Senators 18 months ago. And the Senators have turned it around. Now, I don't think that Eugene Melnick isn't going to uh, derail that train from time to time. I think that's going to happen uh, because he's as greedy as I suggested he might be. Remember, I don't know if you guys saw the follow-up in the Ottawa Sun. They're like, they had to print a, an apology because he had donated $20,000 rather than $5,000 or something like that. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. The charity donated twenty grand to liver transplants. Yeah. Not five and he threatened grand. them with legal action. And they're like, sorry, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it was very so, odd. So from that perspective, like, at least the Pagulas aren't that, whatever that is. Um, and hopefully, and they want to win. They've spent a, like a boatload of cash on both of those teams to, to bring in players and that sort of thing. I think that they want to win. So uh, hopefully they can put something together here. And as they expand their staff slowly uh, under the new Kevin Adams regime, uh, hopefully they're able to turn something around. It would be really nice. I mean, I want the Leafs and Sabres to have a great rivalry. That's fun. Yeah. You, Adam, you, the Kevin Adams regime – there needs to actually be one. Yeah, they need to be- commit to a path for five years, not two or three. Mm-hmm. They got to commit to a path for like five years and actually do it. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to get anywhere if you keep walking back and forth. You got to pick a direction and go, and they won't do it. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that's what we're going to hear from Sabres fans after this. Is even if we had a direction, we can't stick to it. But so. The thing, the thing that makes me interested in the Kevin Adams regime, and this is why I call it that, and this is why I think this guy is going to last. I could be wrong. could be completely wrong. But I think he's going to last, and I'll tell you why. He's managed to work with these guys directly for 10 years. 10 years. I think he's built up some goodwill. You know, Botterill was a guy they interviewed. Yeah. He was just a guy. It was a hockey guy. And no offense to Jason Botterill. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. But he's not, like, a friend. Like, it sounds like the relationship between the Pagulas and Kevin Adams is he goes over for dinner once a year or something like that. That's a big difference. He's an employee. You guys both have dogs. So do you have that leash that extends? It's like 40 feet. It starts out like this. And then yes. If your dog runs, it keeps going. Could not trust my dogs with that. Are you insane? No. Okay. I have it, but I Dude, never They're 80 it. pounds each. No, it would be chaos if he I would be skiing. Yeah. I use <laughs> yeah. that leash oh. on little old waffles. She, she likes to run around. I feel like that's Kevin Adams' leash with the Pagulas. You know, it's, it'll just keep going and going because they finally found someone that they actually trust. Yeah. You know, it's not one of these hockey guys they just brought in. This is a friend, it sounds like. And he's going to have a lot of leeway there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason, Jason Botterill's leash was a hair tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, and it snapped. <laughs> let's, look at, let's look at what they really have to do here. The Sabres need help everywhere. So it's not going to be hard for Kevin Adams to look good. Like, if you're starting from the absolute bottom of the barrel, which is what the Sabres are, and you've got a... I, I don't know if you call Jack Eichel a generational talent yet, but he's about as close to it as you can get. He's a star. He's a star. No question. So you've got your star centerman, which is what most teams need. You need your star goalie. You've got some pieces. And if you improve the team by three or four wins every single year, you're in the playoffs in two years. And 
at that point, it's like, well, the Pagulas go, well, we were right. I, I like you, you hire some amateur scouting, scouting staff. That's going to be the key. The long term of this is how well the Sabres do at the draft. That for me is going to be the true test. They can get into the playoffs. There's no question. There's, it's not like Jack Eichel's not driven here. And it's not like there aren't players on this team that aren't good. But if they can't get a goalie, it's over. So they got to get the goalie. So that's got to be Kevin Adams to me. His first order of business is get a, get a goalie, get a winger who can play with Jack Eichel. I know they thought that was Jeff Skinner. I hope it is Jeff Skinner because Jeff Skinner's making an enormous amount of money to be Jack Eichel's winger. So score hopefully less they get than 20 goals. Yeah, like come on. Come on. Man, you gotta sort he had that a out. Nightmare. nightmare That's season. a night that is a nightmare. It is. But if you can get Jeff Skinner back on the Jeff Skinner track, because he has, if you look at his career, has always scored regularly, but every once in a while has a season where he's like, Wow, what happened to Jeff Skinner? Right? And here, here, this might help. I went on daily faceoff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a nightmare. Uh, just, just looking at the Sabres roster. So their top line, Jeff yep. Skinner, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart. That's a line. That's a great line. Victor Olofsson, Marcus Johansson, who I forgot was a free agent there, and Dominic Cahoon from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yeah. That's a line. I don't know if it's a good second line, but it's a line. Mm-hmm. Jimmy VC, Curtis Lazar, who still in the NHL. struggled to get into most lineups, and he's their third-line center, according to Daily Faceoff. At, at least this was their last game. And forgot this was a thing, Wayne Simmons. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they, they were buying at the deadline. Yeah. Because they had to known. show their fans were he trying. Must, Botterill must have known. That and you know crazy. And you know what's funny? Adam makes a great point there. Botterill must have known. And yeah. also, they're like three points away from being in this current playoff. And then their four, fourth line is Zemgus Gergensen's, uh, you know, had the one good season, Johan Larson and Kyle Ocpozo, who just had another surgery, just the worst luck in the world. Yeah. Their defense. I'd be surprised if Ocpozo plays much ever again yeah. at this point. Their defense, like I look at their defense and there's, you can work with this. Like th- this can be built at least for the future. Rasmus Dahlin, Colin Miller, um, Brandon Montour, who is probably, you know, going to get a little bit better. He's older than I thought he was though. He's like mid twenties. Yeah, he is. Rasmus Ristolainen, you got to make a move there. And then Jake McCabe and uh, Henry Yoki, how are you? Um, uh, okay, how are you is what I call him. Um, <laughs> That's like an okay third pair. There's yeah. something there. There's something there for the future. Uh, and just looking at their recent picks, I know you know everyone's written off Casey Middlestad already. He's maybe not eighth overall pick good, but he was only drafted in 2017. And his numbers in the minors aren't so bad. Find protection for these guys. And Dylan Cousins, too, seventh overall pick in 2019, 85 points in 51 games in the WHL this season. There's something there. They got to make a few signings that just sort of hold the fort because they've done a terrible job drafting, but they do have a few guys because they had these top 10 picks. If they can just make a couple signings that don't completely blow the doors off, blow the budget, make them cap strapped, I think they'll actually be okay. Steve, tell me how many assists their first line left winger Jeff Skinner had. Oh boy. Uh, let me look. I blame with Jack Eichel. It should be a few. Well, that was the problem. They wouldn't. So 
that lineup that I showed you, Jeff Skinner was with Jack Eichel, but supposedly they tried to split them up for most of the year. And if Jeff Skinner's not getting fed the puck, what are you going to do? So, like, okay, so here's the problem here, Jesse. Jeff Skinner had 14 goals this season, which is not good enough. And nine. He had 40 last year. He had nine assists. There you go. Nine. He didn't but hit that's, double digits. But he's Jeff Skinner. You get him the puck. The year he scored yeah. 40, the year before, he only had 23 assists. His career high in assists is when he was a rookie at 32. And then after that, his, his second best season is 26. He's Jeff Skinner. You get him the puck. Well, then and is that not Ralph Kruger, though? He didn't score or pass. Like, he didn't do anything. What, what's Ralph Kruger going to do with a lineup that sucks, though? Like, yeah, the, put, it, put Jeff Skinner with Jack Eichel at least. Yes, that's true. Come but on. Like, yeah, but it's, it's the same problem that the Oilers had for a couple years, I guess, before this one. It's you make your super line, and they, de- they decimate everybody. Right. And then the whole rest of the roster is vulnerable. The, the problem, though, is that the Oilers super line was so good, it was unstoppable. Uh, the Sabres, with Skinner and Eichel, would be very good. That's just it's not on top good line. Yeah. And, it's but not if you, that. But if you take that, if you take Skinner away from that, then you've got Jack Eichel on a mediocre line, and you've got Jeff Skinner on a, on a mediocre line. And the difference was, Leon Dreisaitl's a center. He didn't need to play wing with Connor McDavid. Yeah. That's the point, and he was getting paid like a centerman gets paid. Yeah. I don't know. That was the problem. Now, in this particular case, Jeff Skinner is paid to score goals. Who is the best guy to get him the puck? Jack Eichel, why are they not playing together? It's easier to find guys for the second, third, and fourth line than it is to find guys for the first. You got two. And then put some guy in there who works his ass off like Zach Hyman or uh, like what Anson Carter used to be when he played with the Sedins or uh, whatever other winger that used to play with the Sedins was. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys who were amazing, amazing players – when they played with high-skilled players. That's what you need. You need to find a hard-working guy and then two superstars, and then you can fill out your second Steve line. It's not hard. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm listening. No, no. You're, you're talking. No, no, no. You need a hard-working guy. You need someone to get him. The Hyman, I was Zach listening Hyman. to the whole thing. Okay. I was listening to the whole thing. You kept freaking out. This is- My bad. What I was mind-blown by. So, okay. Eichel, 78 points. Huge drop-off to Sam Reinhart, 50. Olofsson, 42. And he also missed time. Then you got... Two young def- – well, you got Rasmus Dahlin, who's a young defenseman, and Rasmus Ristolainen, who's a point-producing defenseman. He's just not a defensive defenseman at all, but they're defensemen. The next highest-scoring forward after Olofsson, who has 42, is Marcus Johansson, who has 30, and then it's Jeff Skinner, who has 23. Who the hell scored on this team? Mm-hmm. One guy. One. They Okay, yeah, so maybe the roster is a bit of the – issue it's it it says something about how the organization is run and how badly they needed change that jack eichel likes this coach and the team did so poorly you know what i mean it woof. it's they need help they need help so i i actually don't looking at that then i don't fault kim pagula for saying this isn't a rebuild right they need to add they need to add enough of this. Mm-hmm. Enough of this. They're going to pick add. top ten. They're going to pick top ten this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Actually, Can they add salary wise. Let me make sure they have their first because <laughs> I don't know if they do. Can they add salary wise? Mm-hmm. Like where are uh, they at? Yeah, they have a lot of cap room. 
this whenever the free agency starts, they will have the ability to buy some contracts. They do have their own first. Um, yeah, but like, I just look at this roster and like, who do I fight to keep? I'm not fighting to keep Wayne Simmons. I'm not fighting to keep Michael Froelich. When the hell did they get him? Uh, Sam Reinhart. Man, that's another awful one. And I said this a couple years ago. They signed him to a bridge deal two years, 3.65, which is okay because you get him at that little number, but you got to do something with those years. They haven't. They very, very haven't. And now he's an RFA coming off a 50-point season. He's going to take you to the cleaners. The only thing that might stop you from having that happen is the fact that there's a pandemic going on and no one's making any money. Mm-hmm. Jimmy VC, I'm not fighting to keep. Gergensen's, I'm not fighting to keep. Johan Larson is 27. Whoops, thought he was 22. <laughs> Dominic Cahoon is an RFA. Okay. Victor Olofsson, I'm going to pay a bunch of money. Curtis Lazar, I'm literally just letting walk. Uh, Brandon Montour didn't really play himself into a raise. Lawrence Palou, oh my goodness, how are we going to pay him? Never mind, he frigged off to Russia because he doesn't want anything to do with this team anymore. Linus Allmark, the one goalie who's actually doing okay, we got to re-sign him too. Yeah, no, yeah. okay. I'm starting to see why they wanted to go in another, another direction. It's a mess. But again, mess. you make one right move, and that's finding the right goalie. You look real good. It's a great thing about taking over a team at the very bottom. Hard to screw it up. What's the, what's the Sabres' best asset? Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. You build around that. Or you trade him for seven guys. Yeah, or you – yeah, you do that. No, like l- – Can listen. I tell you – by the way, you just brought up something, Jess, or Steve. Let me come back to this. I want you to make your point first. So, okay. Getting a good goaltender, goalies are voodoo. We, we know there's issues there. You have a goalie of the future, and you do have a goalie who at least plays well in Linus Hallmark. You need a starting goalie, but you have something to build on. Rasmus Dahlin, you got something to build on right there. And the defense isn't such a catastrophe. It's not very good. But I think they can make one move to sort of just put a cork in a hole in a boat. Jack Eichel needs support. Mm-hmm. He can't do this. He can't be outscoring the rest of his team by 30 points. He can't, you cannot sustain this and expect to have any success. Get Eichel some guys who can score. That's it. And, and it's like what the Oilers did at the deadline, which everyone forgot about because it was basically all for naught. They went out and got Andreas Athanasiou. They went out and got Tyler Ennis. Mm-hmm. They went out to Europe, and they're like, here's guy, here's guy. And they didn't have to be stars. They just had to be relatively effective. Support, support, yes. support. Yeah. There are supporting – there's supportive cheap wingers out there you can get to at least let the other team know you can do something with your second and third line. Yep. Jack I'd like Eichel's to see the best asset. You have to protect them. I'd like to see them hang on to Wayne Simmons as well. He seems like a culture guy. You know, Wayne's maybe, maybe Wayne's big scoring years are behind him. You know, maybe he's a, maybe he is a, a third liner at this point. Yeah. But I tell me mm-hmm. the, I think there's benefits to having a guy like that around. I really do. That's I think it. he could be, I think he could be convinced. Um, because remember there was that thing with his dog, like he wanted to be closer to his dogs. I don't yeah. remember that. Remember that he wanted yeah, to be closer to, that's why he moved to Buffalo. That's why he, Buffalo was on his trade list. Cause he wanted to be closer to home. Oh, and well, home included drunken. his dog and his children. Oh, 
Right. So I think he can be convinced if you can get him at a relatively reasonable price and you're not so cap strapped, I guess, if you're the Buffalo Sabres and culture is your number one priority. Yeah. Um, That's that's why you made all the changes. Yes. So that's one of the ones where people will show you a chart. Why that shouldn't make any sense. No, you make that signing and then that signing does not prevent you from making other smart decisions. They got to protect their top asset, Jack Eichel, and then everything else. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, get better. Get defense, a goalie. Shelter, Rasmus Dahlin, get a better goalie. But the fact of the matter is Jack Eichel did all the scoring. Imagine how, how much better Jack Eichel would do. This guy who had 78 points in 68 games. Imagine how much better he would do if the Sabres actually had a secondary and, and tertiary threat right. on the roster. If Jack, don't. Jack Eichel played on Tampa. Yeah. Oh. He'd Don't. be a destroy. He might be their best forward. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Steve, are you forgetting about? No, I'm not. He might be. He's that good. He's just got no one with him. And let's not forget that Victor Olsson, who was third on the team in scoring, did a lot of his scoring on the power play. This team at five on five was god awful. Can we uh, take a trip down memory lane, guys? Let's do it. Mm. One of my favorite hockey takes of all time. 2016. If the Leafs had signed Jimmy Vesey and not the Rangers, William Nylander uh, would have been traded already. It's yeah. my favorite hockey take of all time. And that was a hockey take and a prevailing thought. And that was sort of when the Nylander hate started in Toronto. It was like, okay, now we can openly hate this guy, even though he was pretty good. And I just want to say, even if that was true, if that was an actual thing that the Leafs would have considered if VC had signed in Toronto, thank the Lord he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. He was going to be the superstar. I remember I that bidding war for him. It was crazy, but like, I, it was, people were like, well, he could be a 40-point guy. This is, wow. Can, can, I, can I just say okay. that Jimmy VC Jimmy suffers from what I'm going to call Tyler Bozak syndrome. Tyler Bozak, his whole career, we talked about how he shouldn't be on the fourth, uh, first line and he's trash and he, sh- he should give up his job to, to Kadri and what is Carlisle thinking? Meanwhile, Tyler Bozak was a free agent signing out of college. And for a free agent signing out of college, he's had an unbelievable career. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. 90th percentile sort of career coming out of college as a free agent. Jimmy VC, as well, he's coming off the worst season of his career this year, who on Buffalo had a good one besides Eichel. Um, but his previous three NHL seasons, 17 goals, 17 goals, 16 goals. It's not bad. That's a serviceable player, but oh, it's just... I'm no one saying he's not. No, I, was I know. Saying it was, it, but we come out of the gate. Long. We come out of the gate with William Nylander <laughs> as a comparable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who at the time was considered the best player not playing in the NHL. That's what people used to say about Nylander, by the way. I remember it. Yeah. I remember it. And so, Bozak was, what, third line center on St. Louis's Stanley yes. Cup winning team? Yep. Yeah. Making 5.5, which is a shitload of money for your third-line center. Third-line center on a Stanley Cup winning team is pretty good career. They won. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You look, at, you look at the Leafs, like, he, he didn't have bad years there. No. He just had overplayed years, and that's not his fault, is it? Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Yeah, Bozy, get out there. No. <laughs> you know, we can't all be Scottie Pippen. Like, <laughs> he, had to, yeah. he had to get out there. Now, to switch gears for a second – Brought up Matt Murray a couple times, and I'm going to bring him up again. There was some Pittsburgh Penguins drama. Now, Pittsburgh Penguins fans are pretty hardcore, as you know. 
but they get into the weeds in a way that I think Leaf fans do, but I, I, I don't often see it like this. Matt Murray went on to Instagram, and I guess he hasn't been on in a while, and unfollowed most of his teammates and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, for those of you not keeping track, Tristan Jari's contract's up. His numbers are better than Matt Murray's this year. The thinking is he could be the next goalie for them. Matt Murray due for a raise as well in a year and a half, or I guess, I guess a year now. Um, when his contract is up, the thinking is, do you trade Matt Murray and Tristan Jari's your guy? And when you see him unfollow a bunch of people, and the, it's always very interesting because when this happens – Older sports reporters get asked, well, what do you think of this? And older sports reporters will tell you, well, it's not a big deal. He's followed. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? That is because they're not millennials and they're not Gen Z. And if they were, they would know that it absolutely is a huge deal. And it absolutely means something. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to get traded, but it does mean something. And I think you have to be in our generation or Generation Z to get it. I don't think you can ask Generation X to understand this. It's an intentional thing. Yeah. Yes. This is also, exactly. it can't be an unintentional unfollow because it was so many people. Yes. You know, it wasn't Including like the team. Just, he just unfollowed Pittsburgh. Like that would have been like, okay, maybe he was on Pittsburgh's page and just hit unfollow back and never noticed. I mean, he works like, for them. Does he have to see all the pictures? Right. Okay. Right. But unfollowing everybody, that's intentional and it means something. And he knows, just like we do, that if you find someone annoying on social media, you just mute them. <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't want to, because you don't want to cause shit by unfollowing them, because then they'll know. But if you mute them, then it's like, well, they, like they could keep posting their stuff. They could keep responding to my stuff. And I just never see their stuff come up. And it's fantastic. All he had to do was mute those people and that team. But he didn't. He unfollowed. That means something. And I don't expect you, if you're the, over the age of 38, to understand that. Uh, but how would you feel if Aunt Joanne unfriended you on Facebook? <laughs> burned, burned your phone number in the phone book. It's like that, yeah. <laughs> ripped out that page. The, the thing is, it does mean something. I don't know what it means. Don't know what it means at all. It does mean something. Don't tell me it doesn't. I don't know what you can extrapolate from that. Now, there have been rumblings that he's not happy. And you can understand why a two-time Stanley Cup winning rookie of the year. Did he not win the rookie of the year? Uh, you want to call no. her. It was confusing because no, like, we won to Conn Smythe, didn't he? Maybe. His rookie it, season is the one where he won the cup. Right. And yeah. he hadn't – well, it, no, it wasn't. But he, yeah, but he hadn't he, played he, enough regular season games to qualify as a rookie for the Calder. Yeah, and so yeah. his next year was a rookie year. He it was a weird one. Where he won the cup again. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's – I think only Tony Esposito's done that. I think Tony Esposito did that before he was with Montreal. Um, anyway, the long story short is Matt Murray has, has done all you could do for Pittsburgh. He's done what Tom Barrasso did. He's done what uh, – who was the goalie uh, when they when – they, what Marc-Andre Fleury did? He did – he did more, arguably, than Marc-Andre Fleury. He did. You know, he I was so ready with – I was so ready with Ken Reggett. Ken Reggett. <laughs> but, but – You don't remember Ken Reggett? Wasn't Tom Barrasso their starter when they won the Cups, though? Uh, or I don't remember. It might have been Ken Reggett. I, I, I can't remember. I just like it. Yeah. I would always – He's a Leaf, would too. Be the, I would be the Penguins – 
I think. Um, I would be the Penguins in, what was it, like NHL 94, and I would always swap out Tom Barrasso for Ken Reggett. <laughs> I don't know. I liked him. My favorite goalie name of all time is Darren Poopa. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I always I thought because of his name, that meant he was bad. I was, no, he was quite I was good. six. Yeah. No, yeah. but no, Poopa. Yeah. Also, Your I name always thought. correlates to how good or bad you are. Poopa needed to be in a uh, in a Mario Kart game. That is a that's a Mario Kart character. Is Poopa? Poopa Troopa? Yeah, something. It Did anybody different. ever figure out why Jordan Tutu had like a cartoon after him? Speaking of funny hockey last names, he did. There's like a YTV yeah. show about Jordan Tutu. Is there? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. It's like it's like a cartoon about a little kid who plays hockey. He's Canadian. Look I don't up. know. You guys, did, you guys didn't know that? Tutu. Never heard of that. YTV. Uh, um, I think it's Jacob Tutu. Is the Wait, show. Wait, Tutu Boy? No, I think it's Jacob Tutu, is it not? So there's, there's a kid. I mean, it's a kid with like a mohawk. Jesse, I'm going to send it to you. What the Jacob Tutu is the name of the show. It aired in, from 20, 2003 to 2006. Okay, and so I always thought it had something to do with Jordan Tutu. Jacob Tutu theme song. I don't know if they're related, but it seems you like th- you thought they were. <laughs> no, it spelled reminds me of that. It's spelled it's, two two like the yeah, number two. But there must be a correlation to this Canadian no. kid named Why Jacob must there be? Tutu and Jordan Tutu, the hockey player. There doesn't have to be. There Why must be. there be? I don't know. It's too similar for there not to be. Was this just a crazy kawinky dink? Yeah, I think so, man. Like, <laughs> I think I think you. Yeah, I think I think not. <laughs> well, I remember Jacob Tutu. Yeah, yeah. I rem- Adam, do you remember Jacob Tutu? No, <laughs> I don't think so, Jesse. I don't think so, I'll, man. Well, I'll have to he look gets it a kawinky dink. I think Jordan Tutu and the Tutu family was inspiration for Jacob Tutu and the Could YTV be. Canadian show. Because if you're a Canadian, you know the name Tutu. Mm-hmm. You you've heard of hockey? He was, and you come up with a show popular. and you call it Jacob oh, yeah. Tutu. Like you know yeah. that exists. Well, I Coming also junior. He was hugely popular. You well, he had an amazing World Juniors. Holy, yeah. he was a he was, a monster. And yeah. and you know, honestly, uh, given his actual life story, I don't know if you could pick a better player to make a cartoon after for like kids and like learning lessons and stuff. Like if you it, truly, that guy has. That guy's done amazing things with his life. That it's dude played 723 given, games. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's a pretty inspirational guy, I think. Yeah, and a cartoon. And a cartoon. <laughs> I don't think he's a cartoon, man. Hey, just breaking this afternoon, guys, uh, and, and if you've heard the show, or if you've, uh, you've probably already heard this, but just for any baseball fans, MLB and Players Union are closing in on an agreement to play the 2020 season after all the crap that they went through. Oh, we've heard that uh, in like 800 different ways. Well, you'll expect it to be for prorated pay and include expanded playoffs. That is from John Heyman. So I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. Is John Heyman the – it's Passan and, and Rosenthal that are the guys that you – Rosenthal, really, that's who but, I, was, I, was, I, I almost said Woj. I know it's not Woj. John, do you trust John Heyman, Jesse? Yes, I do. Okay. But we've heard this report before. Well, we've heard that they've games? been close. We've heard that there's been proposals – We'll see. How how many games? They didn't say. Doesn't say yet. Okay. They're just closing in the deal. The deal's being closed. Dana. It'll probably be around sixty. I think yeah. that's what they were kind of happy with. Which means if you get hot, you're in. So stupid. That's it. You get hot, you're in. We should have been watching baseball a month ago. Mm-hmm. 
I saw um I, I was just laughing at uh the Nationals who I believe won the World Series were 19 and 31 <laughs> in their yeah. first 50. Yeah. Yep. Last year so like they wouldn't even come close to the playoffs. No. Yeah. That's why baseball's weird. You can get hot for half a summer and win the league. Yeah, the thing about the Blue Jays is always they always have some hot streak where it's like, wow, they've won 15 of their last 20. They might actually make it. No, yeah. they won't. Um, now, uh, back to Matt Murray that just for a quick second. Yes. I think Matt Murray gets dealt once this season's done. And I think it makes sense for Matt Murray, and I think it makes sense for Pittsburgh. Matt Murray needs to be the guy. And by the way, Pittsburgh fans love to make glove hand jokes about Matt Murray. Um, he, I think Pittsburgh, you've been very blessed with a lot of high-caliber talent for a long time. I don't think you realize in that context, and that's fair, how bad it can be. (laughs) So Matt Murray's glove hand may not be your favorite. However, Matt Murray's glove hand to a team like the Buffalo Sabres is an enormous upgrade. And I think if I'm Buffalo, I'm ringing Jim Rutherford's phone right off the hook. What do you want? There are kids kids about to go into high school who don't remember a world where the Penguins didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or didn't, don't remember a, a Sidney Crosby-less Pittsburgh Penguins team. Well, and, and uh, I saw the shitty staff. Penguins. They were bad. No, the shitty Penguins were shitty. Shitty Penguins but, were very but, shitty. This is a team for three – if Tristan Jari turns out to be a pretty good goalie, I mean, let's say he wins a cup. Maybe Crosby and Malkin get one more in, and Tristan Jari's the goalie. That means they've drafted and developed three cup-winning goalies in a row. How many teams can say that? Marc-Andre Fleury, Matt Murray, and if Tristan Jari can do it, that's pretty amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that is not – that doesn't happen. Man. Uh, so, that's, that's good on them. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, it hasn't happened since, like, the Montreal Canadiens won every cup in the world all the time. Um, so, anyway, interesting stuff. We'll see what happens with Matt Murray. But please don't tell me that doesn't mean anything. It means something. You all know it. Stop fighting me on that. Um, Adam, Adam, you brought up a really good point about the Pittsburgh Penguins fan base and how mm -hmm. they're – I always feel like they should call themselves the Pittsburgh what if we're bad against. Like, like they've been good for so long, and that fan base just lives in in terror that they'll be bad again. (laughs) And, like, not yet, man. Not yet. But, like, the sky is always falling in a city where the hockey team is always awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's very well, it's, interesting. It's, it's like with the Leafs. The better they got, the more stressed out we got. Easily. Easily. So, 16 17 is the most stressed LFR season of my life. That was the most stressed? That was the most fun I ever had. Oh, fun, but also stress. And, uh-huh. well, and this one was pretty tough, too. This was, this was, no, here's the thing. That was fun stress because it's like, well, if they don't make it, they got another year to figure it out. Now it's like, this is really depressing. And let's, just ignore the fact that they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, what I've heard, by the way, and we'll do a playoff preview, but we're, it's too early. Josh Anderson may not be ready. And thank heavens, because I don't think the Leafs want to play Josh Anderson. I not really a, think he would cause a lot of shit for them. N- not in a series. No. Not in a series. You play him every now and then, it's fine. You don't want to be in a series with him. No. Sounds like uh, an unfun time. We do want to shout out uh, our, our favorite Twitter account in the world, NHL by Maddie, uh, which is now NHL underscore by underscore Maddie. So what happened here? So his, he kept tagging me and I didn't follow his, it. His account was hacked. Okay. And then he started a new account because NHL by Maddie was one word. Then he started a new account and then Twitter got him his old account back, but they're using his new name. 
So NHL by Maddie used to be the account. Now it's NHL underscore by underscore Maddie. And he was hacked by a French porn account. So all of a sudden, you saw a lot of boobs and butts. And a girl uh, with a French flag in her name, which is instantaneously, I'm like, you're fake. If you have a flag in your name right now, take it out because everybody thinks you're phony. Nobody thinks you're a real account if you've got a flag in your account. That's very true. It just nobody does. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, these are the things. And I know we have listeners who are like, well, I've got five numbers after my name and a flag. What's wrong with that? Everything. So, change it. (laughs) Find a name and change it. Uh, Because that's what the the, it's like, it's it's a perfect. Ah, you're a Russian troll. Perfect. I found you. Right. So anyway, NHL by Maddie is back. Now, what the best part about this Why is... Why did they target him, though? What, what poor know, soul <laughs> wanted to target old little Maddie? Yeah, I know. Our favorite guy. Well, here's oh. the best part. What, woke Maddie. Maddie has, he, woke Maddie has, has emerged over the last month. Maddie has... It's been awesome. <laughs> his picture is a Googled picture of him with a, sh- a shot. So he Googled a picture of himself, Jesse, for his profile picture, and then yeah, took a picture on his iPhone phone and then posted it as his picture now was that him who did that though or was that the person who got his account back (laughs) thinking it would be hilarious but he's been tweeting from it like there's a tweet here from three hours ago (laughs) so he must know that's just funny yeah like he took a picture of his own screen not a screen grab took a picture with the phone and it's a it says photo of me Yeah, that's got to be a on his bit. Computer, it's his photo of me on it. Like, that's got to be a bit. He's got to be it's, in on that. It's just I don't know, good. man. That I is don't know. so funny. <laughs> I Here, I got to send you guys. Someone in Dangle Navy had this as their display picture for a while. I don't know if they made the Photoshop or if someone okay. else. Basically, him with Super Saiyan eyes. To, I'm going to change my profile the photo of me. <laughs> we should all do it in solidarity with Woke Maddie. Yo, woke Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And woke Maddie had some things to tweet about Toronto. Oh, did he? Woke Maddie really wants Edmonton to be one of the hub cities. Now, I'm not really <laughs> understanding why Edmonton and Toronto can't be hub cities because one's in the West and one's in the East. But there seems to be a prevailing thought that only one Canadian yeah, team. Because uh, Vegas has already won. Right, but wouldn't so, you want four? Or do you only no, want two? No, you want there's two. two. There's one East one, and two. one West, so... Yeah, so there's only so, one left. So is what they're saying. So he's mad because Vegas is the Vegas is the Western team. Then that's the Western hub. Mm-hmm. But he's still mad about Toronto potentially getting it uh, because he said, "What did he say?" I'm, go, I'm going all the way back. Uh, he did tweet that his Twitter account was hacked this morning. He said, "If Toronto was chosen as an Eastern hub for play-in playoffs, it's also where Sportsnet and he capitalized the N in Sportsnet." Sportsnet's head offices are just saying TV is driving this too. Well, yeah, <laughs> duh. duh. They I paid six mil- six billion dollars for it. Of course they, they are. Probably Don't they have a say? <laughs> they have an enormous studio in Vancouver as well. Like um, NHL by Maddie. If Toronto is picked as a Canadian hub for the NHL play-in and playoffs, it has everything to do with hotel space and an Eastern time zone, and little to do with health. Their COVID nineteen numbers are nowhere near as good as Edmonton's. We're also literally 10 times the size. Plus, of course, Toronto is a league head office. Also, time yes. zones don't matter because there are no fans. Right, so you, could, exactly. you could play a game in Eastern time on the West Coast, and it doesn't matter because there's no. no one who has to attend the games. Right. Are so. you suggesting they'll record the games? No. So if, it's, um, if you need to play a game at uh, like 4 o'clock to air on the – 
on the East Coast at whatever time, you can do that because there's no one who has to attend the game. So you can air, mm. you can always, you can play the game at 7 p.m. Eastern, no matter where you are in the world. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter in terms of uh, the actual people at what, the place playing. The what's going to be kind of interesting is I don't think they're going to be able to play games. If they're, if a Toronto's an Eastern hub, they're going to have to use multiple arenas. But it's going to be like House League on Saturday mornings when it's like, okay, you're on at 9, and then your buddy's on at 10 who's on the other team. And literally, it's like it's, it, they'll be like switching off, and it'll be like the next team, okay, pull the Zamboni out. We're going to do this again. Let's go. I like, Probably I like going to the, be three or four games a day. And, and like, you, like you mentioned, I like the NBA thing where supposedly the other teams who aren't playing can just watch. That's cool. I so love like that. The Raptors could just watch the Lakers and Clippers. And who wouldn't? <laughs> like in the stands, talk shit. There's going to be so much tampering. Oh, my God. Like, oh, like, oh, the NBA yeah. is fucked in terms of <laughs> just you, going forward. John is a free agent this year. shirt? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many offers do you think Petrangelo doesn't get? Wink, wink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Here. Sorry, boys. Can we continue this after? I have to. I'm going to have kidney failure. <laughs> there will be much tampering. Yes. <laughs> but most importantly, guys, did you hear the news? What? You didn't hear the news? Oh, Adam, that is the most terrifying question you could ask someone in June 2020. Okay. The news is bad, which is something you must be used to at this point. Yes. Francesca and Harry from Too Hot to Handle broke up. I know. I did. I know. Francesca put out a video. It's five and a half minutes long. I watched every second. Do you want me to play it? Do you want to play it? <laughs> no, 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 I haven't, I haven't watched it. I only heard you watching it this morning. It's, oh, no. I, I don't know if we need to play it. No. Uh, <laughs> but I would say that she said, she said she cries a lot, and they cut out all the crying in the show, so she didn't get to, you didn't get to see her cry in the show, but she cried a lot. And she said that, you know, that, that they tried really hard, uh, but that he couldn't do the long-distance thing anymore, and that she said, I would have, you know, he was my ride or die, but it just, it just wasn't returned. She also accused him uh, of being unfaithful. <gasps> there was what? a sprinkling yes. of that. Now, he's what, 23? He oh, yeah. is a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 23 is not child, but like, look at him. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just say this. It doesn't make it right, but you're not exactly good at feelings at 23. Fair? Sure. Not, so, not everyone. Not everyone. So, I, would, I mean, Steve, Steve was with his now wife at that point, so we won't – Steve was good at feelings. They came out but, of the womb together, actually. They did. Woo. No. 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 I don't think they did, actually. I don't think so. Nope. I intended, no. But, but I, would, uh, I would imagine that if you're young and hot in Hollywood, there probably are some temptations. And she was going to move down there. She still might. Got a lot of Instagram followers, those two, so they're probably going to be fine. But it seemed like like there was genuine love on her part, and I was really sad. It was really sad. You they, know, it's not quite Liza and David. <gasps> Nothing will ever be Liza and David Dobrik. That hurt my heart. <laughs> David Dobrik is adorable. How could she? So is she. Liza so is adorable. she? With her little bun? She's always <sighs> bopping around moves. everywhere in a little yeah. bun. They're so yeah. cute. They're an adorable couple, and it still hurts my heart. One day they'll get back together. Has he ever? Has he dated since? No, not publicly. Everybody wants him and his uh, assistant Natalie to hook up, 
but I think he's way too far in the friend zone for uh, that to happen. Plus, she's uh, sleeping with one of his best friends who lives in the house ah, with him. That would yes. be the problem. You guys just know this <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. I have I don't become actually. a very big David Dobrik fan since uh, in the last like year or so. His so YouTube Jesse, videos are amazing. Jesse, Jax, and TJ all watch him regularly. I don't, but um, I think he's awesome. I think he's awesome. <laughs> Someone give me YouTubers to watch. Like, I need it. And not hockey. I know them all. Uh, I need to stop watching Red Dead videos every hour of every day. <laughs> I need something else to watch. I, I watch history ones. Are you interested in that? Sure. I'm afraid to click on anything on YouTube because... It's just, it just takes you on a rabbit hole of you watch this, so you must hate women. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) The algorithm is literally, have you watched UFC once? Here's, here's Jordan Benning, uh, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, here's, yeah, here's Ben Shapiro dismantling (laughs) why women shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> just shouldn't. We don't even need them. Like here's Jordan Peterson doing an all meat diet. He eats nothing but meats for ten years. That's his daughter's thing, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, here's a live stream. Jordan Peterson trying to take a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I uh, I'm afraid to like click on anything. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Well, it is, and and it is. It's it's all Joe Rogan adjacent, right? It's all, yeah. <laughs> and Joe Rogan does some unbelievable interviews. He also does interviews with people that I just really wouldn't care about. Uh, but he when when they do, he interviews interesting people. I don't care what anyone says about that. He definitely in, interviews interesting people and interesting if he, perspectives. If he has Chris Hadfield on again, I'll watch it because it's, it's just yes. someone high yes. on weed interviewing an astronaut. It's great. But uh, beyond that, I can't do it because YouTube's just like click it. <laughs> we know you, we know you're a white guy. Well, here let me. We see know you're a white guy. Click it. I dare you. I dare you to click it. Watch the shit that we show you. Um, well, I <laughs> also think bad Steve, man. I think the reason that yours is so particularly bad is because you, um, you watch old wrestling videos all the time. So when we go on the Steve Dangle podcast channel, it's yeah, everything in the recommended section is like <laughs> Hulk Hogan goes up against the Ultimate Warrior, no. 1984, brother. And I, it's like <laughs> I haven't been logged in for a while. I went through a phase where I watched a lot of that, and it was when I was logged in. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. All right, Jesse, pull up your YouTube, your personal YouTube. My YouTube? Yes, you're subscribed. This is list, okay. Subscribed to. Okay, here. we're gonna run through your list of things you are subscribed to, and Steve, you gotta pull up yours too. Okay. 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 All right. So we're going to run through our subscriptions. Now mine is incomplete because I don't watch as much YouTube as you'd think. A lot of my stuff is it's either history related or work related, but I will start you off. I got history matters, which is a good little, uh, good little account. And history matters is fun because they animate everything and it's sort of like tongue in cheek too. So for instance, Oops. the Dutch, believe it or not, at one point ate their prime minister. I'm you not had kidding. a plan. Eight, their prime minister. And then, so there's a little picture of this little Dutch prime minister, and he's like, <laughs> and it's very funny. Uh, he's like, whoa, please don't eat me. Uh, I'm also subscribed to the Steve Dangle podcast, Steve Dangle, Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel, Nintendo, Virgin Radio Toronto, obviously, Ubisoft, Late Late Show, Last Week Tonight, BBC Radio One, The Great War, which is interesting. If you're into, uh, if you're into World War I, it goes World War I week by week, and they started it in 2004, sorry, 2014. So they, they lined it up with 
World War One actually happening 100 years previously. So it's like what happened this week back, back then, which is kind of neat. So they did the whole war, uh, which is an amazing thing. Elvis Duran show, ESPN, Breakfast Club, um, Chris Moyle show, uh, Ubisoft Canada. Uh, for some reason, wait, this must be old. Ray William Johnson? What happened to that guy? Remember he was huge? Oh, this is when we're getting back into the deep, deep stuff. That's the weird thing about YouTube is you'll be the biggest person on the face of the earth and disappear. Gone. That guy was huge, remember though. Kev, remember Kev Jumba? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Disappeared. Um, ASAP Science, like that's going way back. Jenna Marbles, Howard Stern, Star Wars Explained. Yes, that's right. Star Wars Explained. Kyle and Jackie O, it's a uh, uh, radio show back in, in, in Australia. Um, and, and Gordon Ramsay. And I follow Gordon Ramsay because I once looked up how to properly scramble an egg. And Gordon Ramsay has a video on it. They're great. And it changed my damn life. They're creamy. So those are some of mine. Also, I follow Architectural Digest because I love house porn. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. So I'm really glad that we're doing this exercise Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm discovering things. So I'm on my phone all the time and I accidentally click stuff all the time. Like I'll accidentally like a tweet and I'll be like, no, 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 no. And I'll have to unlike it. I think I'm accidentally subscribed to an account I have no interest in and it may actually... Like, this, this might actually make a lot of sense. Gamer's Little Playground. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's just about video games. Sounds weird. I don't know what this is. Never would have subscribed to it. I'm unsubscribing right now. I don't know what this is. Uh, I'm subscribed to Sportsnet, the Steve Dangle podcast, Boozing with Big Red. If you want to yeah. Uh, yeah, know how to crush a beer or uh, how to make a cocktail, hockeyfights.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, that's yeah, that's a good one. And Tukarski, she makes hockey videos. She just started off her YouTube channel. Subscribe to her recently. Bill Wirtz, he's that guy who makes, uh, well, frankly, great videos for when you're high. Oh, um, oh yeah, it's great. Um, and stupid songs that I can't help but sing around the house. Adam Wild, I don't think <laughs> you've uploaded for a while. What there, a loser! I actually have some ideas, and I think yeah. I might actually kick off my YouTube channel again. There you go. Subscribe to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Greg Wyshynski. I don't think he's uploaded anything in a while. Remember Barats and Beretta? Yeah. I yeah. do. Were they yeah. not Funny or Die? I think they got like bought by Funny or Die. Okay. And then all my recommended videos are just so there's Red Dead Redemption 2, all cutscenes. There's <laughs> <laughs> it's 19 hours long. <laughs> Uh, there's uh the last uh it's a sports net video the last 25 years of nhl playoff overtime goals there's a video uploaded a week ago called bill burr on colin kaepernick taking a knee i'm afraid to click that oh no uh nba players being salty moments oh yeah so it's becoming more and more nba because i just keep watching Shaq and charles barkley talking shit I love, um, I love those two. They're the best duo on television. Uh, Jillian so Fisher uh, just uploaded a new video. Oh, free fight. Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendes. Afraid to click it. There's and, and we'll end with this one. Just a video called Horrible Influencers. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's, that sounds uh, fun, actually. I can't wait to watch it. It's a I lot want of, to, can you send me that? I want to watch that. <laughs> sure. Well, the, the first, like, you know how you hold your cursor above it? And it shows you a few clips. Yeah. 
it's like influencers going to the protest just to take a picture. Oh, and then just bouncing. perfect. That's amazing. It's so good. I'm going to watch it as soon as the show's done. Yep. This is, yeah, that's, I'm about it. Uh, I've got mine here. What's yours? I got the Steve Dangle podcast. Boo! Got uh, Vox, which is one of my favorite channels. It's a top top three there. It's because you're a liberal simp. They ha- they always have the best. Uh, you simp. The most informative video. I'm an Islanders fan, simp. Uh, David Dobrik, obviously, <laughs> favorite channel. Uh, Steve. Can't wait to get in your DMs, simp. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some loser named Steve Dangle. Yeah, what a freaking uh, loser that guy is. I'm, thanks thanks for your help getting the plaque. <laughs> I followed after 100,000. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Wow. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Wow. Subscribe if you wow. like it or you really like it. Like if you Guess like he it. Didn't subscribe really if you really like, like it. it. I thought he really liked it. Uh, if I could unlike every video, I would. Um, I mean, you could. Yeah, but that'd take time. I don't care that much. Uh, I follow The Office, their official YouTube channel. They're always punching out clips. It's awesome. And they're uh, the deleted scenes. They'll do like season two deleted scenes. Great YouTube channel. Uh, Picture Fit. It's my favorite fitness channel. Always giving you health information. Uh, Joe Budden TV. Oh, uh, they upload the channel. Joe yeah. podcast there. Good channel. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Nerd Writer One. They do like those um, kind of like similar like Vox. They'll do like, hey, here's some uh, info on Bernie Sanders. Or, hey, how did, where did Casey Neistat go? You know, where did Casey kind of Neistat go? Oh, well, follow gonna Nerd Writer. Gonna have to you. watch that damn video, I guess. Huh? <laughs> there you go. I follow Bo Burnham. I don't know when the last time. Oh, Bo man. Bo I Burnham think... used to be so funny. What happened? He's got a bunch of specials on Netflix. Are they funny? Uh, yeah. There's, there's a couple that are a little weird, and you're like, Bo, are you okay? But a lot of them are really funny. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, Genius. That's a, uh, a hip-hop YouTube channel. They'll, like, break down yep. lyrics. They'll have on artists, and they'll talk about their lyrics. It's awesome. Uh, Daniel Schiffer. Schiffer, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's he's from Toronto actually. He's um, a video oh. content creator. Yeah, he'll like they'll like um, he'll do a, a commercial for Pizza Yolo, uh, which is like a pizza company in Toronto, and or <laughs> I probably should say Panago Pizza. They'll do like a pan, he'll do like a Panago Pizza commercial and break down how he filmed it and how he edited it, or he'll go and he'll explain like, hey, this is how you do this in After Effects and stuff. Cool. Like that. So, yeah, so I've I've hung out with him. Have you? Oh, really? really? Yeah, um, he, you know, you know what? He shot the video that I made with Jeremy, uh, How To Hockey, in Oshawa. No huh. way. And I felt so stupid because I didn't know who he was yeah, at the time. And Jeremy's like, oh, yeah. And I'm looking at it. Yeah, oh, he's got a much better plaque than mine. He's got 1.21 million subscribers. Huh. So you met him guy. and he shot the whole video and everything? He shot the whole thing. We went to kelsey's in oshawa and got chicken fingers it was a great time that's awesome that's great yeah so those are the channels i follow i also follow an enormous amount of barbecuing channels because i really wanted to get good at the barbecue and then i realized it would take a lot of time i'm unsubscribing from all of them right now how do you how are you bad at a barbecue well no but like you know like advanced barbecue like smoking and rotate you know rotisserie and stuff like that like i really wanted to get into like i wanted to do cornish hen and stuff like that. yeah you take your pickup truck and you get some squirrels off the road and you throw it right just throw them on the queue (laughs) simp anyway let's do the press conference 
Steve Dangle press conference. Simp. I've got a couple questions left over from <laughs> Stop last. saying that. Why? Because you're a simp and you can't handle it? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Have you lived in Nova Scotia for a little bit? I did. For a year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, Dr. Doc at underscore Doc90 wants to know, could Nova Scotia support an MLS or CFL team? I think they'd have a better chance. I Okay. They have a CPL team. Yeah. So you, you got to remember that the Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia, or sorry, that Halifax is like the center and, and every other province is going to hate me for this. Anybody from New Brunswick or Newfoundland, especially Newfoundland, they're not going to like this. But the reality is, and PEI, I think the Islanders will accept this. Um, the reality is Halifax is sort of like the New York out there, right? It's, it's the big city. You know, you. Moncton's big. Fredericton's big. Uh, but they're, you know, 100,000 people. You get into the HRM you're almost half a million. What's so it's HRM? a big difference. What's that? What's the HRM? Halifax Regional Municipality. Oh. So like it's like the GTA. GTA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and a ton of industry goes through there. There's a ton, of, uh, a ton of work there. There's a ton of jobs there. There's, you know, a lot happens in Halifax. It's obviously a big university town as well. So a lot of, I think, based on the business model, I don't think the CFL is a viable thing, especially right now with COVID. Um, I, I don't trust the CFL's business model. I don't know that they're going to survive this. I think and the plan... They're, they're the asking plan for was... help from the federal government. Like, they've never really made money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saskatchewan... As a, as a league, they don't really turn no. that big of a profit. The riders do. But, like, the, even the Argonauts, like... <sighs> no. <sighs> Maybe once upon a time. Yeah. But yeah. definitely not now. Once upon a time. I, I, I think you'd have... I, Here's the thing. I think football is a more popular sport out there right now. I think soccer would do better because um, I think the, the MLS system is far better and is going to last longer. That's what I think. So I, I, think, that the, I think the MLS is poised to do some pretty big things in, in the next few years in terms of its growth. And the game – that, you know, Canadians can't ignore soccer forever. And in Toronto, it's in Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. You can go to the games. Like anybody, this is the thing about hockey. It's, it's, a, it's a wimpy sport or whatever. It's the fucking best. It's so much fun. And I don't think that, um, you know, I think that hockey fans are only like that. They think that they can only like hockey because hockey is such a niche sport. Uh, but you can't ignore soccer. It, everybody's played no. it. Everybody's everybody has played it. Everybody in the world has played soccer at some point. Gym class, you played house league growing up or something like that till you were 10 years old, whatever it is. So I think in terms of longevity, an East Coast team makes a lot more sense in the MLS than it does in the CFL because I don't trust that the CFL is going to be here even next year. I just don't know. And for, for soccer, it's as the demographic of Canada continues to change. Like, yes. You have to cater to that audience. Even uh, my in-laws, like, they just love soccer. And, oh, what, what do you think of TFC? Oh, it's pish. And then you go to the game, Danny Dickio, Danny Dickio. <laughs> like, they're just going nuts. Players on the field and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're, they're ravenous for uh, quality of soccer. They don't even think it's that good. <laughs> By the way, for anybody that doesn't know, I think it's what is it, 24th minute of every game? Something Danny like Dicchio that. scored the first ever TFC goal at 24 minutes. In like the seventh minutes. game. 
<laughs> yeah. So they they chant his name every single game at that wow. 24th minute and have since. Like that's it's just hardcore in a way that you can't experience in any other thing. It's way more fun that you're going to have at anything other than I think the NFL. Like and basketball in the playoffs. Baseball in the playoffs is fun too. But there's just a rowdiness to soccer that I think fits the East Coast too. Like East Coasters love to get out and party together. That's mm-hmm. just the culture. That's soccer. That's, that's what you do. So I think once you show them, hey, listen, this is sort of basically what you're already doing. It's just with the soccer pitch, they'd be all over that. And I, they're hardcore sports fans out there. I, I believe fully that a, a, an MLS team could work out there. You'd have to have revenue sharing in place, though. You're not going to be able to, like, your import guys that are making 7 or $8 million a year, it's going to be hard to, to support that. Really hard. That's, that's why CPL, get on board. I know I keep saying it because my buddy works for the league, but whatever. Canadian Premier League. Yeah. I'm just saying they got a team out there. Yeah. Let's see if it works. One final question. This is from Rob Simpson at Rob P. Rob what? Simpson. Adam, you going to take that? Rob Simp? <laughs> I think he's a simp. The son of a simp. Go Islanders. Simpson. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's so bad. You? I'm so sorry to all the Islanders fans that are yeah. like legit. I'm sorry. It's just no one has called Shame me a simp more that. than Islanders fans. Let's just be honest about Shame. that. <laughs> <laughs> or funny online Islanders fans. I doubt they're actually Islanders fans. They're just wrong. Rob wrote in. Uh-huh. Is Phil Kessel a future Hall of Famer? Let's take a look at the stats. Let's take he, a look at the numbers. Let's let's throw something out there right away. To be in the Hall of Fame, you got to be liked. Yeah. People have to vote you in and they got to be in your corner. Not just people, media members. Yes. But also like the accusation, the accusation, that's all I'm going to say is um Jesse, are you there? Yeah, I think my camera uh, went out. Oh, okay. Anyway, the accusation is supposedly Serge Savard is the one who like kept Pat Burns out of the Hall of Fame for so long because there was some sort of personal beef there. I don't know enough about it. Uh, I wrote an article years ago uh, about Theron Fleury and looking at his numbers because Paul Correa had just gotten into the Hall of Fame. And I basically argued, listen, if Paul Correa is in, you got to put Theron Fleury in at least based on his numbers. I don't think Flurry's going to get in. Uh, he just burned too many bridges mm-hmm. and pissed too many people off during his career. And he's not doing, you know, I mean, go look at his Twitter account. It's wild. Uh, looking at Phil Kessel, I think he's going to be one of those guys who has a really, really good career. And it's not the hockey hall of really, really good. You know what I mean? He's already played over a thousand games. He doesn't have over a thousand points, so he's under a point a game. That hurts him a little bit. Um, he still has time. That's he still has thing. time. He's only thirty-two, but like yeah. this season was rough for him. Let's say but he add only, on like six years to those numbers. You know, six years of what? Thirty-five yeah. to forty points. Yeah. Or, like, this year might be a one-off, though, because he went from 70 to 92 to 82 to 38. Yeah, so but the, yeah, I don't it's know. It's probably – he's probably – I doubt he's fallen off that hard. 
I, I see where you're going, Jesse. I, I think he'll be one of those guys that's like always sort of in the conversation. I don't think he's going to get in, though. The Con Smythe in 2016 might have changed that because individual trophies matter, especially in the playoffs. Um, I would love to know what percentage of Con Smythe winners get into the hall. I imagine it's very high. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't see it happening. You got to have guys go to bat for you. Uh, well, Phil, I think Steve's right. It's such an inside thing, right, with the Phil, with Phil Castle. I also, and I mean this honestly, um, uh, I think he's got to have three or four more years of 35-plus goals before you can even make that consideration. And I think that it's because he's never been seen as a guy who, whether this is fair or not, you have to look at who's voting. He's never been seen as a guy that drives the play. He's never been seen as the leader. And the guys that make the, the Hall of Fame should be guys that are um, the leader. Do you know what I mean? They're the guys that should be driving the bus. Uh, the Sidney Crosby, right? Um, you know, the Evgeny Malkin. I think Malkin gets into the Hall of Fame. Uh, like, without a question. Like, <laughs> dances yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's who I see making the Hall of Fame. Um, so, no, I don't think he does. Unless, can, you, can he be, I think Bill Kessel's one shot at it is can he be, he's been an Ironman his entire career, can he continue the Ironman thing mm-hmm. into almost 40 years old and, and then say, well, look, this is how, this, look at how great I did. Yeah. And then that can make so, the yeah. Hall of Fame just based on longevity. Like, you can just play long enough and rack up enough of stats that they'll just put you in, right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that, guys, because there are, depending on who you ask, there are guys who don't think Patrick Marlowe has had a Hall of Fame career. Oh, they're out of their minds. Of course he has. He's played 1,723 games. He's still not done. By the way, it was so weird to see Spit and Chicklets because uh, they had him on as a guest. And they're like, we had on Pittsburgh Penguins forward Patrick Marlowe. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It was the thing at the deadline. Patrick Marlowe's played nearly 200 playoff games. His career's been so long. But, like, where's the cup? Mm-hmm. Where's the individual hardware? Where is all the – That's tough. You know, it is tough. And, like, think of how long it took Dave Anderchuk – to get into the Hall of Fame. And that guy had more goals and then more points. And it took him, I think, 14 years uh, to get into the Hall. Dave Anderchuk was the only guy, hockey's magic number to get into the Hall of Fame is 600 goals. There's only two players who have 600 career goals who aren't in the Hall, uh, who aren't playing anymore. And it's Yager and again, Len. It's just because yeah. they're not eligible yet. Yeah. Um, who, like Ov- Ovi's a slam dunk to get in there he's easily gonna gonna be in the hall of fame but i think it comes down to do you think patrick marlowe has had a hockey hall of fame career i do i do i would argue he's had a better career than phil castle how many goals 562 and just under 1200 points in 1723 games has got to be top 20 all time maybe top 10 the 562 I think makes up for the lack of individual trophies. Cause I, I hold that one uh, pretty high. Cause I think even if you don't win a cup hall of famers, like you've got to have like an MVP in there, a scoring title, something, you know, but it's Marlo doesn't have that. Yeah. There are, 
there are rare example. Uh, no, even this guy doesn't really fit. I was going to say Ron Francis could be a rare example because he happened to play with Lemieux and Yager. That guy won the Lady Bing three times, King Clancy. He got the Selkie. Yeah, man. Like individual hardware matters. Cups matter. And there's another thing that hurts Patrick Marlowe. Some people might argue Phil Kessel deserves to be in there more than him because he was part of two cup winning teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Marlowe's been to the cup final once. Mm-hmm. And lost. Tough and lost to Phil Kessel. Still love oh, yeah. my boy Patty. <laughs> love my boy Patty. I think oh, I, lo- I love my boy Patty. Too. And I think I think anybody that gets over 500 goals, you probably should get in. Yeah. It's but what is there? 25 guys all year, all all all, all time that have done it, it. It's very rare. 500 is you're basically gonna get in. 600 is you're getting in. That's the cutoff. and he's and he's closer to 600 than he is to five. Uh, he's got 562. So come on. Yeah, Slam dunk for man, me. Man, he's 40. Does he have two more seasons in him? I don't know. So was, if, if I give you guys a ballot right now and I say, hey, Phil Kessel's on the ballot, Patrick Marlowe's on the ballot, who are you voting in? Well, right now, Patrick Marlowe. Both or one? Or not? Patrick Marlowe. That's it? No Phil yep. Kessel? Not yet. All right. Not yet. Here, I'll throw. If, I, if, if Phil Castle can get the Coyotes into the Stanley Cup Finals this year, then then maybe we'll talk. <laughs> you, you know, who's are they not... playing? By the way, they're they're going to be in the play-in, right? Coyotes. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know who's not in the hall, but I think he might be getting in soon. He might, but he's in the territory of guy who gets talked about every year but never actually gets in. Dino Cicerelli. No, he's in. Oh, he's in. Okay. Uh, Daniel Alfredson. What? Oh, he should be in. 1246 games, 444 goals, no. 1157 points. He's got better points per game than Marlowe. Um, but not as many points, right? And longevity is part of it. He's got a 124 Less than playoff. 500 goals. Less than 500 goals. He any won the trophies? Calder. He won the Calder in 96. King Clancy, which I think is like humanitarian. And he won the Marc Messier Leadership Award in the lockout shortened season, which is. No, I want a stats based trophy. Yeah, right? It's like I said, when I said Lady Bing for Ron Francis, were you like, oh, like, <laughs> like it's, it, wow, Lady Bing. It's one of the, like, it's an award. It does mean something. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. look, at, look at the players who have won it, but come on. Um, he's an interesting one. And again, no cups. And right. It, hurt, it hurts him. He went to the cup final once, like Marlowe, didn't win. It's an interesting conversation, man. You're an interesting Not the conversation. hockey hall of very good. If one day they have a hockey fans hall of fame, is Steve Dangle a first ballot hall of famer? No. Not even close. Adam. NHL fans hall of fame? Yeah. Yeah. Not even not even close. Yeah, I think so. I think he goes in close. the induction like the first class, you know, and they're like making the hall the first time that this is the first class of the NHL fans hall of fame. I think Steve Dangle's a part of that class. I think so. If think we had so. to do like a best hockey YouTuber, I wouldn't get nominated. <laughs> like, what? no, okay. no, man. I talk about one team. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was my first video in three weeks. <laughs> my channel, anyway. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> is that it for us today? I think it is. Yeah. I think we've done enough damage. So we will see you next week on Wednesday. We will talk more. (laughs) And hopefully 
soon we get some sort of announcement from the NHL about when they're coming back. That would be great. And when, where the hell they're playing. That'd be super cool too. Let's and make it Toronto because I just want Maddie to be so mad and we have tweets to read and maybe he gets hacked again. That was great. Mm. And uh, best love, best of luck to Francesca and to Harry. We're so sorry. For a mess. on twitter at steve underscore dangle at adam w-y-l-d-e and at jesse blake brought to you by panago pizza order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness connection complete